It's good to see everyone and Shkayach for coming to learn. Everyone have a marvel famous. One of the most common shilas um, in contemporary Hilchas uh, Pesach is not only how to deal with Chametz uh, on Pesach, but how to deal with Chametz uh, after Pesach. Because the Mishnah tells us over here, Mishnah Pesach, Mishnah Pesach, Mishnah Pesach, Mishnah Pesach, Mishnah Pesach, Mishnah if Chametz belonged to a Nachri on Pesach, one is permitted to benefit from it uh, after Pesach. V'shal Yisrael, but if the Chametz uh, belonged to a Jew on Pesach, Asabana, it is prohibited in uh, all forms of benefit, even after Pesach. Shenema lo yira One is not allowed to maintain ownership of Chametz on Pesach. So the Gemara explains that this is not uh, a prohibition midday raisa, as the Mishnah implies, Rather, we assume it's a knasa kanis, it's a penalty, a chazal gavid, against the person who maintained the ownership of his chametz on Pesach. <laughs> Since he violated this in the Torah of lo yira lechasar, and lo yimotze bivatechem, that you're not supposed to have or maintain ownership of chametz on Pesach, since he violated that Easter, uh, they penalized him midir abanan, uh, that one is not allowed to enjoy this chametz or derive any form of benefit from the chametz, and not only on Pesach, but after Pesach as well. Since we're dealing now only with an Isa Midra Banan, of a penalty that was levied by Chazal against a person uh, who maintained ownership of his Chametz on Pesach, the Mishnabura writes that we should apply the general rule over here, Ois Beis, that if we're not sure whether or not this is Chametz uh, that belonged to a Jew on Pesach or belonged to an Achri on Pesach, we can assume a Savik Dira Banan Lakula. Let's say a person walks into a random store which he doesn't know too much about. And he doesn't have the opportunity or the responsibility necessarily to find out who the ownership of the store, to uh, investigate who the distributor is. And, you know, a random bodega somewhere, a store somewhere, and he uh, wants to buy uh, an item of chametz. So we would say, so, uh, maybe the chametz belonged to a Jew on Pesach, maybe it did, maybe it didn't. But Suffolk, certainly most of the chametz in the world did not belong to a Yid on Pesach. And we would say, Suffolk, there are on Lakula. Um, but there are some more c- complicated situations where we uh, know that, let's say, a store uh, belonged to a Jew on uh, Pesach and he maintained ownership of the chametz on Pesach. Or uh, not only a store, uh, one of the biggest distributors of uh, groceries, of uh, shelved items, is a Jewish company called Conan Siegel, CNS Distributing, one of the biggest distributors in the United States. And not only of groceries, one of the, I think the biggest bourbon distributor in the United States is owned by a Jew also. Not scotch, I think just bourbon. So that makes things uh, quite complicated. So you say, well, let them sell their chametz. So, like, we all sell our chametz. So some are not interested in selling their chametz, uh, not religious Jews. And even those that are, uh, the sale is controversial because our mechiras uh, chametz is, uh, is uh, you know, stretching it a little bit. We buy, sell the chametz every year. We buy it back. We do as much as we can to make it as serious as possible and as meaningful as possible and as legitimate as possible. But, um, you know, if you're going to start selling a business which is going to continue to be operated by the Jew on Pesach, and he's continuing to buy and to sell chametz and receive deliveries, but he's doing so on behalf of the Nachri, it becomes uh, even perhaps uh, a charade at that point. And therefore, many Pesachim are uh, opposed to such a sale. There are those who endorse it and those who continue to operate such sales. But uh, I would say many are concerned that this uh, sale is not uh, a legitimate sale. 
So therefore, even uh, the distributor CNS, which I think was selling the chametz for, for a number of years with uh, Rabbi Taitz's grandfather Pinchas Taitz, and then later Lozameya Taitz, they sell the chametz outside of Yosef um, but they're continuing to operate the business on Pesach, uh, buying and selling and receiving deliveries. So that's why many are chayshish that uh, such a sale is, uh, is not valid and concerned with the Easter of Chamesh uh, Shavu over Pesach. So we have to be concerned, at least during the period of the year when the majority of the Chamesh that's going to be found in the store was uh, owned by a Jew on Pesach, either in the hands of uh, the store or in the hands of the distributor, which might be owned by a Jew, a privately held uh, company by a Jew. So then we have to be concerned with the Easter of Chamishlav of Pesach. And generally we assume that once Lag Ba'imer arrives, so then uh, the majority of the Chamesh that's on the shelves at that point was not owned by a Jew on Pesach. And even if there might be one or two items there that were owned by the Jew on Pesach, we say Suffolk, the Rabban Lakula. With regards, though, to liquors, Befrat, if you have a liquor store which is owned by uh, Yid, which there are many, and, uh, or certainly the bourbons, so you might have to wait even a little bit longer because the turnover for these items is a little bit slower. Maybe Shavuos, maybe a little bit, whatever. After each item might have its own, uh, own uh, turnover rate. But anyway, there is a concern, continues to be a, a large concern, with the issue of Chamesh uh, of Pesach. Chamesh that was owned by Yid on Pesach is prohibited in Hana. Uh, in all forms of benefit after Pesach, because uh, Chazal penalized Midr Abanan, a person who maintained ownership of his chametz uh, on Pesach. What if, though, a person um, you know, did uh, everything he was supposed to, and then he was mavato his chametz and, and such, and then he finds an item of chametz after Pesach? So the uh, Mishnah implies when did Chazal penalize a person for, viola- uh, with, uh, for maintaining ownership of his chametz on Pesach? Is when he is in violation of uh, the Easter Ba'ira Ba'yimotze. The Gemara says over there, as we mentioned before, Knasek Hanis, Since you violated the Easter in the Torah, maintaining ownership of your chametz on Pesach, they penalize you. The one is not allowed to derive benefit from this chametz uh, after Pesach. But therefore, writes the Rosh over here, Oizdalin, Yisrael Shemotze Chametz Bebeisa Achar Pesach. A Yid finds chametz in his house after Pesach, Min Hadin Humutter. It's allowed. The cave and the bottle are over by Rabbi Lekel Miknase. The Rosh quotes the Gemara Masech the Psachim over here, Ois Gimel, that Midoraisa, the Gemara says, Bebito Baal Masagile. In order to avoid the Isra by Rabbi Yamas, it's enough if a person is Mavatel his Chametz. What does he accomplish by being Mavatel his Chametz? So Taisus quotes over here from Rashi that that's a fulfillment of the Pasuk of Achva Yomarishon Tashbisu Sarmi Batechem. Uh, before the first day of Pesach, one is supposed to destroy his chametz. And Rashi says when a person is mavatal his chametz, he uh, renders it, uh, you know, destroyed mentally. And that's a fulfillment of tashbisu, of eradicating the chametz from our rishos. Perish bekuntras midasiv tashbisu, v'loksiv tevaru. The Pesach doesn't say you have to burn it. I could destroy it perhaps another way. Alma hashbasa belevi. Negate bito chametz is a form of tashbisu. Taisus disagrees uh, that uh, it's not a form of tashbisu. In order to fulfill tashbisu, uh, you have to burn the chametz. Rather, Taisus says, Oy Mary, at the end of the second line, I declare it as ownerless. And we uh, reflect both of these positions in our Nusach of the Bito Chametz. We say, It should be Batel, which is Rashi, that it should be tashbisu. And it should be hefker, that's like toysvis. But midrabanan, the Gemara says, look back, Gimel, came into bedikas chametz midrabanan hu. 
Even though you could avoid Bayero by by doing Bito Chametz, which is either Hefker or mentally destroying it. Midr Abbanan Chazal required that a person remove the Chametz from his home. Or check, you know, for the Chametz and then remove it. They required us to do Bedikas Chametz. Why? If it's already destroyed, why do I have to do Bedikas Chametz? Again, it's a Machlech, it's Rashi and Tosis. Rashi's opinion is, because you maybe really don't mean it. How can you mentally destroy an item that's sitting right in front of you that has value? So Rashi says, you might not mean it entirely. So Chazal required that you remove it from your home, lest you not mean it, and you'll be in violation of Bali Rov, Bali says a different reason is because Shema Yimsa Gluska Yafa. I was Mafkir, this cupcake. But then it's called, you know, Pesach. And I walk by the cup, you might be tempted to eat it. So says Tysus, that's why Chazal asked us to remove it all from our home. Either because you might be tempted to eat it, or maybe you don't mean your declaration in the first place. But either way, Midoraisa one avoids by 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 being Mavato his chametz. Either through Hashbasa, Tashbisu, or through Hefker. Midarabanan, they required us to do Badika's chametz, to remove it from our home, either because you might come to eat it, or maybe you don't mean your declaration. But you avoid it by by so therefore says the Rush. A person who's mavatalus comets after Pesach he finds it was an item, you know, a box of uh, cupcakes. He did not was not mavatal or a box of a bottle of scotch. He was not, uh, you know, he, he, he did not have that in mind. Or he didn't remove it from his home. He had it in mind. He was mavatalus, but he didn't remove it from his home. So he didn't violate by Yerob by Yemotzei, but he didn't fulfill the takanas chazal of removing it from your home. A bedikas comets. He didn't violate by Yerob by Yemotzei. So says the rush. The only time we penalize someone. Uh, one incurs the penalty of Chamesh Shavu Pesach as if he violated Bayiro Bayimotze, as the Mishnah said. But if he didn't violate, or the Gemara said, However, if he was Mavatalus Chametz, uh, even though he didn't do Bedikas Chametz with Rabban, he would not incur the penalty of Chamesh Shavu Pesach. That's the opinion of Rabbeinu Manoyach as well, in his comments on the Rambam. Look over here, Oishei, the Rambam brings the halacha of Chamesh Shavu Pesach, and the Rambam says, Dover Zeknas, me divrei seifrim, Ibn Nishar, over our Quotes the language of the Gemara because he violated Balyiro Balyamatse. So it says the Rabbeinu Manoyach, how, how is this ever going to apply? When do we ever violate Balyiro Balyamatse? We all mavatla achomets. So it says Rabbeinu Manoyach, how Ari Bishaloi Bitel, right at the first line. We're talking about where he was not mavatla his chomets. But if he was mavatla his chomets, that's in the underlying section, Valum Lo Matzah, Al Akar Moed, Vade Mutter. If he was Mavato, it's Chametz, and then he finds it after Yantif. It's not Chametz of Pesach, since you did not violate by Yomatzeh, you do not incur the penalty of Chametz of Pesach. It's only if you violated by Yomatzeh, you maintained ownership in the Raisa of your Chametz on Pesach. If you were Mavato, your Chametz, therefore, this would not apply. However, look back at Ois Aleph, in the brackets is a Ritva and a Maram Chalava. Ram Chalav is one of the Rishayim, only comments on Mesech uh, that we have. But they both disagree. The uh, look at the Maram Chalav writes that even if Yesh Mefarshim Davka B'Shaloi Bitel the Avar, it's only where you're not Mavato Yochametz, so you violated by Yiro by Yimotzei. Avar B'Shabitel V'Nimzah Chametz Toich Pesach La'Achar Pesach Dulo Avar Lo Konetz. He quotes the opinion of the Rosh. And the uh, Rabbeinu Manoyach, if you didn't violate by Yiro by Yimotzei, you do not incur the penalty of Chamesh Lava Pesach. And then he says, Velasa, this is not true. This applies even if you are Mavato your Chametz, since you mishandled your Chametz on Pesach, they required you remove it from the home, not just be Mavato it. And since you didn't follow uh, the instructions of Chazal, you mishandled your Chametz, you do incur the penalty of Chametz Shavavah Pesach. And the Ritva quotes like that from the Ramban, over here in the first bracket, in Noiz Aleph, Perish Rabbi Ramban, 
doesn't mean you actually violated Bali Ra Bali Targum What it means to say is You're dealing with bona fide chametz that you mishandled. So if you're dealing with bona fide chametz that you mishandled, you didn't follow the instructions of Chazal and remove it from your home, you do incur the penalty of Bali Ra Bali Yeah. But nobody's disagreeing that the Of course. Well, now wait one second. Well, I, I don't understand this. Because, so that means that when he's Mabatel, if he's completely unaware of it, it was included nonetheless. I can have a blanket. We say that. We say. The, the, I, would have, I would not have thought. I'm aware. I'm having in mind that this comments and that comments. We say in the declaration, that which I'm thinking about now and that which I'm not thinking about. I, think, I believe that's part of the news. But, but it's not all that logical to, to either obtain or to reject something which I, I don't have an awareness of having it, which is a little bit of a surprise. Why? We don't want, I don't want chametz on my house on Pesach. I don't want to violate the Yisudai rice of having a chorus, of having an owning chametz on Pesach. Okay. So therefore, so most I people... I would, need, I, I would have thought I would need awareness of something, either to acquire it or to... To acquire it, yes, or, for or, sure. Or to reject that ownership. Ah, 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 just have a blanket idea, whatever I own. I'm not sure what it is. I don't have it anymore. Yeah, it is unusual. Usually, in order for transactions to happen or for, yeah, right. correct. Right. Usually, you have to have it in so mind. how does this... Uh, unless I say, uh, you know... This is the fact that I don't want it. It's, it's a negative thing for me that... Well, all lawyers on Pesach, you know, including but not limited to, you know, that's... Uh, so we, we including this, but not limited to that. We hope to include all chametz that we own. But you're right; it is would be uh, uh, unusual in terms of how we usually go about transactions. Correct? Yeah, you're right. It's a good point, John. You're right. Yeah, good point. Another uh, similar issue is uh, that which the rush brings up back in Oizdaud on the second line. He quotes from a Talmud Yushalmi that discusses a person who's mafkir his chametz, not mavatlos chametz, but the same idea. Person who's mafkir his chametz on the fourteenth of Nisan. After Pesach, can you enjoy the chametz? Achar Pesach mahu. Rabbi Yechonon Amar Aser, Reish Lakshama Mutter. Rabbi Yechonon says it's prohibited. It is now chametz of Pesach. Reish Lakish allows it. Rabbi Yechonon Chayish La Rama. Rabbi Yechonon is Chayish for Harama, for deception, for legal fiction. And we're passing like Rabbi Yechonon, but what are we concerned with? What's the Harama we're concerned with? Why can't you be mafkir your chametz and then reclaim it after Pesach? So the rush writes at the uh, end, in the middle of the third line over there, right at the end, We're afraid the guy's going to lie and say I, say I was mafkir, and everyone asked him in shul, Ooh, how'd you get this? I was mafkirit, and I took it back, but he's really lying. He was never mafkirit. But what if he would be mafkirit? We know, he, mafkirit, he's, we, he is mafkirit. Can he reclaim it after Pesach? Maybe yes. So that's what the Agoy Sashri writes, If you really do it, the Harama is, you might not do it. You're going to say you did, but you didn't. The Agoy Sashri so the guys say, I did do it. So he says, You can be mafki your chametz and have in mind to reclaim it after Pesach. That's not the, that's fine. The Harama is, you might lie. However, the Chayyadim over here, Oizvav, says, We're not for the words of the Rosh. Yushalmi is not what it means. Yushalmi means something else. It means along the lines of the requirement for Bidikas um, Chametz. Why did Chazal require we do Bidikas Chametz? Rashi explained, and he quotes here from the Ran as well. You have to get rid of it. What is Bito? I render it meaningless in my mind. I have a mind that it's like uh, dust. Oh, the sheet is how Tysus Mishum Hefker, or because of Hefker. 
But people might not mean it entirely. So that's Vizuk Havanis Yushalmi. Everyone will say, This I was a bottle of scotch, I'm after it. And then after Pesach, oh, I'm going you know, to take it back. The people are not going to mean it. That's the harama. That's the deception that we're concerned with. So therefore, says the Chayadam, even if you were a mafkirit, even if you did, you can't go back and reclaim it after Pesach. Even though, it'd be hard-pressed to say that you violated Bali Ro, Bali Motzei, and then the guy meant it, you know. He was mavato, uh, you know, he was mafkir, his chametz, he meant it, but Leif Shammu, sincere. But Chazal said not to do it, because it's the same requirement as Bidika's Chametz. We don't allow you to rely on Bito Ba'ama, even though Midar it's enough to avoid Bayro Ba'ama, so you have to actually get rid of it from your home. We're afraid you're not going to mean it entirely or sincerely. So therefore, if a person was Mafkir his Chametz, uh, according to the Chayadam, even if he was really, he really did it, Midar uh, Abanan, he could not go back and reclaim it after Pesach, it would uh, have the status of Chametz of Pesach, even though he did not violate Bayro Ba'ama. Would that apply to Chametz that he didn't know he had? That's only if he has chametz in Mafka, but if he somebody. But then that's the bito. That's the bito chametz. That's the bito chametz. No, so for that you shouldn't. There's no chashash haroma. Well, then how can you be is, is, We're talking about something I know about that I'm mafkir. Right. You're then saying if I don't know about it, then how can you be mafkir it? No, he's doing yadana leyadana. I'm sorry. Do yadana or delo yadana? That that. That's bito. Right. We're talking about, I take an item, I know I'm after Correct, so if Bito works me time after, they're really exactly the same Shiloh. But he's talking about an item that I'm after, I take it, uh, yeah. The Chayadim the says, if I take an item, though, and I remove it from my house, let's say I take a bottle of scotch, I literally put it on the street corner. I say, we'll see what happens after Pesach, and I come back and it's still there. So then he says, that's all. Then obviously, you know, you meant it entirely and you removed it from your home. Okay, that's not what we're talking about. But a guy who has an item of comments that he was, uh, you know, mafkir and go, wants to reclaim it after Pesach, Chayadim claims that one would incur the penalty of Chametz Shavu Pesach. So we have here as a machlekes rishonim about a person who um, did not violate Bayro Bayamatze. He was mavatlus Chametz. He was mafkiris Chametz. So he does not violate Bayro Bayamatze. Does he still incur the penalty of Chametz? Uh, but he didn't follow Chazal. Chazal said uh, in the instruction of Chazal, remove it from the home. Don't just be mafkir. Don't just be mavato. It has to be removed from the homes. He didn't follow the instructions of Chazal, but yet at the same time did not violate by Rabbi Musi. Does he incur the penalty of Chamish Shavu Pesach? How do we paskin? So the Shulchan Aruch over here, or Zion, says Chamish Shanim to Beis Yisrael Akar Pesach Aser Afal Pisha Bitel. He does incur the penalty of Chamish Shavu Pesach, even though he did not violate by Rabbi Musi because he mishandled the Chamish. He didn't follow the instructions of Chazal. And the Mishaburah quotes those who are Mekel, particularly if the person followed, you know, he did do Badika's Chametz, he just missed this item, uh, that perhaps later on he could uh, reclaim it. Would the be okay with Chametz? it belongs to another party. See, but that's different. I understand, but it's the same issue. Hefker is between me and me. So whether I mean it or not, it's only between me and me. If I sell something to a guy, it's much now. Cor- End of the day. Correct, but 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 at the same time, we I do we do our best. Good. We do our best, but at the same time, the nachrim might come and claim it. Yeah, so there's yeah, another yeah. party involved. It's one step removed. Happened, correct, <laughs> correct. Why do you say I thought we should be I thought we said he does be that's good. No, that's the machlekes. A guy does be 
he did not violate Balyura Balyamatze. But Chazal said that's really not enough. In other words, it means without Badika. Correct. If he did Badika, then he removed it from his house or he <laughs> sold it to the Nakri. But here, Chamech Shanim to Babes Yisrael Akar Pesach, also Afa Pisha Bito. He didn't violate Balyura Balyamatze, but he didn't violate Takanas Chazal of doing Badika's Chamech, of removing it from the home. In Shochnarok Passes, he incurs the penalty of Chamech Shlava Pesach. Even though he did not violate by Rabbi Matzah, Mr. Brewer quotes those who are Mekel, and perhaps one could rely on them, the Merubah. Even though, though, just parenthetically, even though the Shulchan Aruch feels, even though you did not violate by Rabbi Matzah, since you mishandled the Chametz, you can uh, incur the penalty of Chametz Shlava Pesach, it seems that that's only when you're dealing with bona fide Chametz. You know, that if you cared, were not Mavatulit, you would have incurred, you would have violated by Rabbi Matzah. But the Shulchan Aruch says over here, quoting in the name of the Ran, of here is ches nukshe, which is um, a stunted chametz. It never became full chametz. A complicated sugi in the Gemara, but nukshe, um, even if it's intact, if you oyser akra pesach. Since there's no bayiro bayamatze, but not only do you not violate bayiro bayamatze, you're not even dealing with bona fide chametz. Then no one would hold. You'd incur the penalty of chametz shalav over pesach. The Mishnah Brewer explains when they shall of our Easter shall Torah lo kansu chachamim, but that's not really enough because we paskin even if you were mavatul your chametz we also don't violate by Rabbi Matzei you do incur the penalty so it must be that over here it's different that um, it's not even bona fide chametz to begin with there's no potential for violating by Rabbi Matzei similarly the Mishnah Brewer writes. Uh, as well, if you're dealing with a mixture of chametz, most people know about this in the stores when you're concerned with chametz of a Pesach, it's only chametz mamish. But if it's a mixture of chametz, meaning it has chametz mixed in, but uh, by the normal rules of nullification of betel, this item should have been botel. We're more machmir on chametz, that chametz is not botel, but that's only in Midrabanan, which we'll get to in a second. So chametz is not negligible in a mixture, it, uh, it's not batel. But that's a din midrabanan, there's no bal yeroa, bal yamatze, therefore, on mixtures which have a minority of chametz, or, or you know, there's no flavor of chametz, where it would be batel. So therefore, says the Mishnah Brura, ha-klaw bazeh, the chametz of ba-yeroa, if there is a bona fide chametz here, and you kept it till after Pesach, then uh, you would incur the penalty of chametz of Pesach. But if it's a taroves, uh, which he mentions over here in the third line, where it should have been batel, you know, there's no flavor of chametz. Uh, so then, uh, you would not incur the penalty of chametz of Pesach, because you're not even dealing with bona fide chametz um, in the first place. But getting back to the Machlokas HaRishayim, which we begin with, and Machlokas to Shulchan Arach, the Mishnah Brewer quotes those who are Mekel, um, does one have to actually violate Ba'yirah Ba'yamatzeh in order to incur the penalty of chametz of Pesach, which is the implication of the language of the Gemara, and therefore, if he was mavato his chametz, he avoided the Easter, he doesn't incur the penalty of chametz of Pesach. Or whether or not, uh, even if a person does not violate chametz of Pesach, he still incurs the penalty of chametz of Pesach because he mishandled his chametz, he didn't follow the instructions of Chazal. That's not enough with the Bito, he has to bedika as well. Perhaps really hinges on, uh, you know, what is the uh, fundamental nature of the Easter, the Rabban of chametz of Pesach. Rebleib Malin, Roshiva from uh, Mir, uh, in Brooklyn, suggests a well, well-known piece in one of his farm. He suggests that perhaps this machlek sarishonim uh, is really machlek is about how to understand the isa of chametz of Pesach. According uh, to those, uh, the way we paskin in Shulchan Aruch, that even if a person does not violate by by he was mavatulus chametz, he was mafkiris chametz, he could still incur the penalty of chametz of Pesach. So that opinion in Rishonim seems to have understood that chametz of Pesach 
is a penalty that one incurs for mishandling, uh, mishandling his chametz. However, according to the other opinion, that uh, in order to incur the penalty of chametz of a Pesach, one has to violate by Rabbi Yomotze, and therefore if you're mavato your chametz, you're mavki your chametz, you don't incur the penalty of chametz of a Pesach, their opinion is that the Easter of chametz of a Pesach is that the Easter of Bal Yerobah Yomotze that exists with the rise on Pesach continue on after Pesach vis-a-vis uh, this item of chametz. And therefore, if you didn't violate by Yerob, by Yematze, on Pesach, there's no way that we can project uh, forward and continue the Yisra of Chamesh Pesach for this item after Pesach. Because all the Yisra of Chamesh Pesach after Pesach is about is continuing the Yisurim of Pesach, that exists in the right till after Pesach, you know, continues the rest of the year, at least vis-a-vis this item. And therefore, if you didn't violate by Yerob, by Yematze, on Pesach, I can't project forward uh, either. Just to help understand uh, the, the difference, this is perhaps a machlekes between the Rambam and the Ran. The Rambam discusses the Easter mid Rabbanan and the Chometz Asers B'mashahu. Many people are aware of this. And Chometz, even what you know, on Pesach, if, let's say during the year you're cooking chicken soup and a little drop of milk falls in. If it, you don't taste the flavor of the milk in the chicken soup, there's 60 times the, that, the drop of milk, so it's bottle, and you can have the chicken soup. If uh, on Pesach, if one little drop of chametz falls into a big pot of chicken soup, the whole pot is also chametz is also b'mashu. Even one drop falls in, it's not bottle. That's only a din midrabbanon though. <coughs> Midday raisa chametz is no different than any other Easter in the Torah and would be bottle b'shishim. Why are we more machmer with regards to chametz on Pesach? So the Rambam's opinion is that it asks b'mashu chametz b'Pesach after pishum Easter Torah ain't a bechol Does the rules of bittul don't apply? Why not? It's not going to be prohibited forever. It's what we know call a davar sheyeshlamatirin. After Pesach, the entire thing will be mutter. Chametz will be mutter. So the, as a, the Gemara has Masechta Zbei and elsewhere the rule that a davar sheyeshlamatirin, something that later on will be mutter, is never batel. It's not batel. And Rashi explains Masechta Nedarim, Masechta Zbei. That is because why are you coming now to eat the chicken soup beiser when there's a little bit of chametz mixed in? Wait till after Pesach. Well, you don't have to be mavato the chametz. The chametz will become mutter and eat it after Pesach. Why are you uh, applying the rules of bito on Pesach? Wait till after Pesach when the entire thing will be mutter. So that's why the Rambam feels chametz is also b'mashu. Because the material. Just wait till after Pesach and you'll be able to eat it. No problem when the Easter of chametz doesn't apply. The fact that a davish yesh matirin is not butter is only dimidrabanan. The Ran disagrees, and the Ran says chametz after Pesach is not a davish yesh lamatirin. Why? Because if you maintain ownership of your chametz on Pesach, midrabanan they prohibited that chametz after Pesach. So it's not a davish yesh lamatirin. Because since you own this chametz on Pesach, it fell into your chicken soup. You obviously was yours. Uh, it's prohibited after Pesach by virtue of the penalty of the Rabbanah of Chametzov of Pesach. So Rabbi Malon suggests that according to the Ran, uh, the Easter of Chametzov of Pesach is a continuation of the Easter of Chametz on Pesach. It's not a new penalty that they levied against a person who mishandled his chametz on Pesach. We're going to slap on you an Easter of chametz on Pesach, a penalty for mishandling your chametz. No. It's a continuation of the Bali Rabbi that exists on Pesach. So they projected that forward, at least vis a vis this uh, piece of chametz that you owned on Pesach, 
by a rabbi, a matzah continues to function uh, even after Pesach. So the issue that exists on Pesach will never be relieved after Pesach. It's not going to become mutter. It's going to continue on afterwards. Whereas the Rambam, perhaps, is of the opinion, obviously the Rambam was aware of Chamesh over Pesach. The Rambam might be of the opinion Chamesh over Pesach is a penalty that they levied uh, you know, for you, against you for mishandling your chametz. But that has nothing to do, it's not a continuation of Bayro Bayamatse on Pesach. And since the Bayro Bayamatse on Pesach will conclude at the end of Pesach, then a new Easter might begin. Uh, so then uh, that would still can be considered a Dover Sheyesh Lamatirin because the Easter of chametz on Pesach will end. It's not a Dover Sheyesh Lamatirin, no. No. So then why is Chametz also b'mashu? Rashi is a different reason. Chametz is also b'mashu because Chametz is an Easter Kares. Most of the Surya Achilo we have is a Lav. You'll get Malkus. Uh, Chametz is Kares. So therefore Chazal uh, made more Chumras regarding Chametz and Chametz um, is also b'mashu. It's still it's not Of course not. But it has the... It's uh, Midr Abanan, a continuation of Bayer Abayamatze. If the whole truth of the whole thing is Knas, why we have to suffer if it's Bayer is Easter... The Excellent. We'll get to your point one minute. Excellent. Excellent. Gewaldic. Gewaldic. This, uh, just to, again, understand the distinction over here, uh, is perhaps Machlokas Rashi and Tysus as well. The Mishnah says in Masechus Psachim, Rabbi Yehuda, Oymer, Baitkin, Ar Arba Asar, when do you check for Dubadikas Chametz? On the night of the 14th. Uba Arba Asar, Shachris, Uba Shasabir, you check the morning of the 14th and at the time of Bir Chametz. Chachamim, Oymerim, Lo badak, you have to do a badika all those three times. Chachamim <coughs> disagree. Lo badak or arba asa. The only time you have to do badikas chametz after the fourteenth is if you didn't check on the fourteenth. If uh, you didn't check on the fourteenth, then you have to check on the night of the fourteenth. You have to check the morning of the fourteenth. Lo badak arba asar yivdog b'sechamayid. If you didn't check on the fourteenth, you check on yantif. Lo badak b'sechamayid yivdog la'achar amayid. You didn't check on yantif. You check after yantif. What are we talking about? Checking after Yontif. So, Taisus quotes from Rashi, Parish of Kuntris. What it means is, if you didn't check before the sixth hour on the 14th, check during the sixth hour. If you didn't even check during the sixth hour, check after the sixth hour. Because when does Easter, Bayero, Bayamatsi begin to apply? Only on the 15th, the night of the 15th. Beforehand, you're not supposed to continue to own comments, but you don't violate Bayero, Bayamatsi, the Easter Midoraisa. Of uh, maintaining uh, the ownership of chametz until Pesach actually arrives. So Rashi says, really check before the fourteenth, uh, the you know the night of the fourteenth. You check the night, check in the morning. Wait, you didn't check till the hour, sixth hour. Check in the sixth hour. You didn't do that. Check before the onset of Pesach. But once Pesach arrives, what are we discussing? B'dikas uh, chametz. You can't avoid ba'yro ba'yamotzei. Bingo. You know ba'yro ba'yamotzei found you. You know it's over. It's too late. There's no point in doing b'dikas chametz at that point anymore. And Tysus disagrees. Taisa says, if that would be the case, Lama Shino Lashoinoi, why does it call it Besoy um, Chamoid if it means on the 14th? Besoy Chamoid, we know what that means. That means Anyantif. Um, so says Taisa, if you didn't check for Chamoid before Pesach, check on Pesach for Chamoid. If you didn't check on Pesach, check after Pesach. What are you checking for? You're checking for Chamoid Sha'avalava Pesach. Taisa feels. That the din mid to do bedikas chametz applies not only to chametz on Pesach. There's a din mid rabbanon to bedikas chametz to avoid chametz shavalava Pesach. So perhaps, as uh, the achronim suggests, that perhaps Taisus of the opinion that's because chametz shavalava Pesach is a continuation by Rabbi Matzei on Pesach. So since you have to do bedikas chametz to avoid by Rabbi Matzei on Pesach, there's a din mid rabbanon of bedikas chametz 
even uh, for Chametz, uh, after Pesach as well, for Chametz, we'll have a Pesach. According to Rashi, though, one second, according to Rashi, Chametz, we'll have a Pesach is an entirely separate issue. So, a penalty because you mishandled the Chametz. So, Bedikas Chametz, they instituted to avoid Bali Rabbi Musa in the first place. But there was never takana bedikas chametz to avoid chametz shavu pesach. Chametz shavu pesach is not a carryover midrabban and abayi rabbi matzay on pesach. It's an entirely different penalty for mishandling the chametz. Yeah. It will be much clearer if it's going to be Rashi, but pesach she does that holds that the chiyuv of the bitul works. Right. If he already did bitul, the whole din of the rabban of checking of bedikas chametz just because shema shema imitz. Guske yafe. Yeah. It's much rougher. I mean, yeah. Why are you doing bedika now? Because yeah. you're not going to come to eat it. Meaning, that might be why Chazal instituted bedika, but once they instituted it, for whatever reason, because Shem Yitzchak it will apply to wherever Bayur or Bayur Matzah applies. Bein Midoy Raisa, Bein Midoy Rabbanon. Bayur or Bayur Matzah, Midoy Raisa on Pesach, or Bayur or Bayur Matzah, Midoy Rabbanon after Pesach because of Chamesh Lava Pesach. But perhaps um, uh, this is also uh, the basis of uh, two opinions in Rabbeinu Manoach regarding Blachman's uh, suggestion about what about um, uh, other Jews? Obviously, this penalty applies to the Jew who maintained ownership of the Chametz. But back at Ois Hay, the um, Rabbeinu Manoach in his comments on the Rambam writes right in the middle of the line: "Ikali yune b'Chametz shal Yisrael shavlo Pesach shu aser afilu b'hana." Obviously, you can't derive benefit from Chametz you owned on Pesach mishum knas because of the penalty. Because you violated by Yerob, you might say, what about Li Yisrael Acher? To another Yid, who didn't violate by Yerob, you might say. So he quotes there, Vaharav hevi misifro chuvas marif, shumutar. That's allowed. It's mutar for other Jews. Then, he goes on, miu is the maru beli isura. There are those who argue that it's uh, Aser, and in fact that is the overwhelming opinion in Rishayinim. Based on the Gemara Masech Tzchulin, look at the end. And the Gemara Masech Tzchulin, the Avdalot over here, Oisid Gimel says, "Chemtzan shall every avera achar Pesach muter miyad." You're allowed to buy chametz uh, from the old time every avera after Pesach. Mepnei shehein machlif. In the old time, every avera were aware of the east of chametz shalav Pesach, so they were still every avera. They maintained ownership of their chametz on Pesach. They didn't sell it. But after Pesach, they said, why would I want to bother with Chamesh Lava Pesach? I'll sell it to the guy, give him the Chamesh Lava Pesach, and I'll buy his Chamesh. We'll trade. They didn't want to violate an Easter gratuitously. There was no point in that. They did it for a Gishmach, but not if it's gratuitous. So they switched Chamesh. So Mebnesha, hey, Machlifin, I can buy from them. So I can buy from Avery Avera, the non-religious Jews after Pesach, because they're going to switch out their stuff. They don't want to deal with this Chamesh Lava Pesach. So they're going to switch out their stuff. What does that imply? If they don't switch out their stuff, can I buy it from them? No, because the penalty applies not only to them, but applies uh, to other Jews as well. So perhaps this issue also hinges upon these two perspectives. If Chametz Shavuot Pesach is a penalty uh, for mishandling uh, your Chametz, so one could begin to argue that perhaps we only uh, penalize the person who mishandled this Chametz, not others. But if it's because it's a continuation of Baliro, Baliyamatse, uh, at least vis a vis this piece of Chametz, any Chametz was owned by a Jew on Pesach, where it was in violation of Baliro, Baliyamatse, they projected, they continued that Easter, Baliro, Baliyamatse, even after Pesach, vis a vis this piece of Chametz, then perhaps we can understand uh, why it is, uh, is Aser uh, to all Jews as well. They perhaps could uh, say it according to both of the uh, perspectives. We penalized uh, you, know, you vis a vis this Chametz, and we don't want you to derive any benefit from it, so therefore no one can enjoy it either. 
However, this uh, issue might hinge upon these two perspectives. One final issue that hinges, uh, I, I believe, uh, does hinge upon these uh, two perspectives, without a doubt, is a child that was asked in the Nodib Yehuda about a person who, um, who uh, maintained the ownership of his chametz on Pesach, but he passed away during Yantif. And his children uh, were Shomer Torah Mitzvahs, maybe he wasn't, and they were, and they yarshened uh, the stuff, the chametz, on Pesach. So, they can't yarsh the chametz on Pesach. Right? They can't take ownership of chametz on Pesach because the Gemara says in Pesachim there are two things that you don't own that we're responsible for. One is a barbashus harabim. If I dig a barbashus harabim, I'm responsible for it even though I don't own a pit in the middle of the road. It's my, uh, I'm responsible for it because I dug it. And chametz on Pesach, we're responsible for it even though our ownership of it is uh, removed on Pesach because you can't own chametz on Pesach. But we're responsible for it, and if you maintain ownership of it, it's my problem. So the children don't yarsh in the chametz on Pesach. Again, you have a guy who owns chametz for Pesach, Be'iser, he dies, passes away, and uh, his children uh, stand to inherit that chametz, but they're not going to take ownership of it on Pesach. When do they take ownership of it? After Pesach. Would that incur the penalty of chametz Sha'aval of Pesach? So the Neid of Yehuda argues, no. Why not? Because when does uh, the penalty of Chamesh Lava Pesach um, begin? After Pesach. They didn't own it on Pesach. They didn't mishandle uh, the Chamesh on Pesach. It wasn't theirs on Pesach. <coughs> and now, after Pesach, they were in violation of nothing. That's when they take ownership of the Pesach. That's when the issue of Chamesh Lava Pesach begins. And, uh, they didn't own it on Pesach. They don't own the penalty of Chamesh Lava Pesach. They never mishandled the Chamesh. It never belonged to them on Pesach. The Chazanish, though, disagreed. Chazanish says, no, that since this comment was owned by a Jew on Pesach, by a Yid on Pesach, in violation of Bayirah, Bayimotzei, so then that Easter, the Easter of Chamesh Lava Pesach is, we project uh, the Easter, Bayirah, Bayimotzei, that exists on Pesach, Midorah, we project that forward even after Pesach, Midorah, Banan, at least vis-a-vis these items of, uh, of Chamesh, that was maintained by Easter on Pesach. So therefore, the children who inherit this Chamesh, uh, would uh, be, uh, have the status, acquire the status, the penalty of Chamei Shavu Pesach. But I believe we see from here this entire discussion something fantastic, and that is that how we behave on Pesach, as we mentioned last night as Shal Shudis, uh, projects forward, can carry over not only uh, what we accomplish on Pesach, could even carry over uh, the Chamei Shavu Pesach. The Yantav Pesach has uh, lingering effects even after the Yantav Pesach is over. And there, however much uh, preparation and uh, excitement and enthusiasm we bring to bear on the Yantav Pesach, the Lela Seder, and continuing throughout the rest of Yantav, uh, can continue to, uh, to inspire us uh, throughout the rest of the year as well. Okay, Shkai. What if the guy passed away? Don't forget the bench, huh?